0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob
1: Bosold.
2: Good morning. It's about seven minutes before five o'clock. Uh, you've got Jill Welke with here holding the fort down and manning the ship. And, you know, I believe I feel like a starting pitcher right now because I get to start all over and start my week out well. Yesterday, Tr- Kristen talked about me chasing Charlotte around. Well, I didn't. I was sleeping. But, you know, those skunks, they seem to keep coming out. And um, But this weekend, I had quite a whirlwind. I ended up at the Eau Claire County Fair, and Wax bought a hog from a young lady that worked really hard to produce her for the livestock sale. And I'm looking forward to getting a taste of... Getting a taste of him eventually here. Um, Our weather for today, our high is expected to be 91, windy and hot. Tonight, our low is 74. Tomorrow, our our high is 90, and it's going to be hot and humid with a low tomorrow night of 58. Thursday, we're going to get a little bit of a relief and only have a high of 84 and sunny. Friday, 90, breezy but sunny. Saturday, we're going to turn back on the humid, and we're going to be hot at 89. And Sunday, our high is supposed to be 84, but humid. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest general General Motors leadership in the state of Wisconsin. Today... For the show, we're going to be talking about farm expenses. We're going to go over the crop reports for the United States and in Wisconsin, and even do some talking about the top soil moisture. And along with that, we've got a rainfall report from Dennis Will in Colby. And he says For July, we had 1.8 inches of rain. We need rain, either it goes around us or dries up before it gets here. There was five days with a trace and 12 days of one hundredth of an inch, up to a half an inch in one day and a half an inch another day. In the last 46 days, we only had 2.32 inches of rain. And as I said, stuff is crops are starting to suffer with the lack of rain out there. And we need to get some, hopefully we can... Fire up those clouds and get some rain coming in before too long. The heat and humidity might, maybe that'll change things up and bring it around. Uh, Last night I went down to the Osseo Farmers Market. It was FFA night at the Os in Osseo by the Central Park. They had live music and they saluted the FFA the FFA chapter and did a 50-50 raffle that the kids did really well on and get those information about the FFA out and about. Heidi Stry, Section 2 State FFA Vice President was there and spoke a little bit up on the stage and I grabbed an interview from her. I haven't had a chance to get it even loaded into the system yet. That was my goal for this morning, but here we are. I did not get it done. One, the interview we're going to have later on today is going to be about ethanol and the standards. Pam caught up with Roland K- Koning of Marquis Ethanol to talk about the standards and the ethanol prices. And I'm not even sure all what's on that interview because I listened to part of it, but I didn't get through all of it. But I trust that Pam has a lot of good information to share with us. We're going to roll on over for some chores and get a little bit of music from Sawyer Brown here at Wax 104.5 this morning. We're just a few minutes before 5 o'clock. Two minutes after 5 o'clock here on Wax 104.5 and it is time for some news.
3: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The death of al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawari is drawing a response from the Taliban. Brian Shook reports. It's
0: being reported that a CIA drone strike took out the successor to Osama bin Laden in Kabul, Afghanistan on Sunday. The Taliban, now in control of Afghanistan, issued a statement calling it a clear violation of international principles. No civilian casualties were reported in the strike, but a Taliban spokesman said such actions are a repetition of the failed experiences of the past 20 years and are against the interests of the United States of America, Afghanistan, and the region. I'm Brian Shook.
3: At least 37 people are dead and hundreds more are unaccounted for in Kentucky following catastrophic flooding throughout the state. Governor Andy Beshear said the eastern part of the state is slated to get hit with more storms overnight into Tuesday morning. In light of Kentucky's unprecedented weather, Bashir said he's canceling his trip to Israel as he deals with the deadly flooding at home. He added he can't leave while locals are suffering. Following a rash of canceled flights nationally, a bill under consideration in Congress would require airlines to give customers cash refunds for canceled flights. Scott Carr has a story.
0: Ed Markey of Massachusetts, along with several of his Democratic colleagues in the Senate and the House, have introduced the Cash Refunds for Flight Cancellations Act to make sure consumers have a right to a full cash refund in the event their flight is canceled. The bill would codify the Transportation Department's existing rule that requires major airlines to offer their customers a cash refund if the airline cancels a flight or suffers a considerable delay. The bill would also provide a new right to a refund if a customer cancels their ticket up until 48 hours before the scheduled departure. I'm Scott Carr.
3: And the U.S. will send an additional $550 million in weapons to Ukraine. The latest round of aid was announced on Monday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
2: And that's a little look at our national news. Temperatures around the area here in Eau Claire we're at 62 degrees. Medford, 54. Rice Lake and Guasa at 58. Green Bay at 60 and fog. Marshfield's at 58. With La Crosse at 64. Madison at 66. And Milwaukee at 67. We're going to roll on over to fo- some more chores and then we'll be getting to our markets.
3: Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance.
4: Rural Mutual Insurance.
0: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over thirty-five years. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And our markets are sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Let's start out with the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are one thirty-seven to one forty-nine, with mixed at a dollar to a dollar thirty-six. Choice fed beef heifers are $1.35 dollar thirty-five to a half with mixed at $1.20 to $1.33. Choice Fit Holstein steers are $1.23 to $1.43. Cows are $65 to 97 with bulls at $58 to $107. Butcher hogs are eighty two to ninety two with sales at sixty five to sixty eight. Boars are ten to thirty cents. New crop market lambs are a dollar to a dollar twenty five with feeder lambs at seventy five to a dollar ninety. Ewes are seventy to one hundred twenty. With small goats twenty five to one hundred thirty five dollars, medium goats are one hundred twelve to one hundred ninety dollars, large goats are one hundred sixty five to four dollars, nanny goats are fifty to two hundred sixty five dollars. And on to our Chicago Board of Trade. December corns is is at six dollars and two cents down seven and a half cents. Oats or December oats are at four dollars and twenty-nine cents down five cents. With soybeans, with November soybeans at thirteen dollars ninety-two cent thirteen dollars and ninety-two cents down thirteen cents. Soybean meal for October is at four hundred four dollars per ton, up two and a half dollars with wheat. December wheat at eight dollars and fifty seven cents down sixteen cents. And on to our dairy markets. Barrels are at dollar eighty eight down three quarters of a cent. Forty pound blocks are a dollar eighty four and three quarters down three and a quarter. And our gray AA butter is at two ninety-eight and three quarters down a quarter. Class three futures for August is at twenty dollars and forty six cents, up five cents. September is twenty dollars fifty cents, up nineteen cents. October is up thirty six cents to twenty dollars ninety two cents. November is at twenty one dollars and eleven cents, up thirty four cents. With Dezem- December up thirty two cents to twenty dollars and eighty cents, eighty eight cents, and that is trending upwards for our futures for our live cattle for August we're at 136.77 and a half steady at 32 and a half october we're at 142.62 and a half steady at 40 cents december we're at 148 and a half steady at 35 cents the feeder feeder uh, futures august we're at 17965 steady at a dollar 7 September one hundred eighty three ten also steady at a dollar fifty five. October's one hundred eighty five forty seven and a half steady at one hundred seventy five and November's at one hundred eighty six ninety five with steady market at one hundred seventy five. lean hog carcasses for August were at one hundred twenty forty five down twenty cents. October we're at ninety six eighty two and a half down forty cents. December's at eighty seven seventy two and a half. Down 12.5 cents with February, $90.80 with the steady market. And that's a little look at our markets for today. We're going to get through some more chores. And then we're going to hear from Clay Walker.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: We're going to roll on over to some farm news. Farm production expenses 7% higher in 2021. According to the Wisconsin A Connection, farm expenses on all U.S. farms are estimated to be $392.9 billion for 2021, up from $366.2 billion last year. Of the 17 expenses measured, 15 of them increased from last year, with only two of them decreasing in amounts. The four largest costs for farmers totaled just over $189 billion, but... They make up 48.3% of the total expenses for all U.S. farms in 2021. The big four include feed at 16.6%, farm services at 11.5%, livestock poultry and related expenses at 10.8%, and labor is sitting at 9.4%. Expenses per farm in the United States average just over $196,000 in 2021. And that's up 7.7% from last year. With average farms in the U.S. spending $32,500 on feed, $21,200 on livestock, poultry, and related expenses, $22,500 on farming services, and $18,400 on labor. Fuel expenses for U.S. farmers totaled $12.9 billion in 2021. Diesel accounts for 65.3% of that amount at $8.4 billion, which is up 18.6% from last year, with gasoline expenses totaling $2.4 billion, up 22.7%. LP gas, which is used for drying that corn, was up 11.6% to $1.4 billion. Increased expenses for farmers... ...are a real big contributing factor in increased prices for consumers. U.S. crop reports for the week are better than expected. Across corn, beans, and wheat, corn conditions were unchanged from last week at 61% good to excellent. Silking was at 80% versus the 85% five-year average and 26% of the corn was in dough stage compared to the five-year average of 31%. Soybean conditions improved 1% to go up to 60% rated good to excellent, with 79% of the crop at the blooming stage and 44% of the crop setting pods. Spring wheat conditions were up 2% to 70% good to excellent and 97% are headed out. Winter wheat harvest is at 82% complete versus a five-year average of 85% complete. Here in Wisconsin, another dry week across the state, another dry week across most of the state with crops in many areas showing signs of distress. Corn and soybean conditions were both 77% good to excellent this week, down 2% from last week. Oat coloring was at 84%, with harvested oats for grain at 16% completed, five days behind last year, and two days behind the average. Oat condition was at 81% good to excellent, with com- potato condition rating at 95% good to excellent, with 7% of the harvest complete. Top soil moisture across the state is rated at 72% adequate to surplus, 22% short, and 6% very short. We really are in need of some rain out there. And hopefully we can come up with it soon. I'm, we'll have to check in with Derek Dahlman of TV13. See what he has a little bit later this morning for the forecast. I know we're going to be hot, but maybe we can stir up some rain to happen in between there. And as I said last night, I got to visit with Heidi Stry. And that I will try to get on a little later this week. But a little uh, Pam Yonke down in Madison got to talk to Roland Koning of Markars Ethanol about the standards and ethanol production this year. And maybe a little look into the future. It's time to get some more of those. Chores done before we swing on over to Pam and Madison. But it's pretty nice outside right now here at Wax 104.5. We're about 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. Time to get some more chores done.
4: The ethanol industry continues to be in the news. Renewable fuel standards. What's going on with E15 year-round around the countryside? Bob Boesel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn And, of course, uh, ethanol, you look at the places that are buying corn, they're priced a little bit better than the regular elevators. So the ethanol industry does make a difference, Pam, but uh, not without challenges and continued
0: efforts.
5: Yeah, you're right, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay. Pam Yankee, at southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. and That's why I wanted to talk to somebody from one of our Wisconsin ethanol industries, because so many people have been paying so much attention to the price on fuel. Sometimes I think they forget about the components of that fuel. Roland Koenig is the Commodities Manager for Marquess Ethanol. That's uh, in Nacita, and uh, it's one of our nine ethanol plants across the state that's manufacturing not only ethanol, but a lot of different byproducts. We'll talk more about that with Roland in just a moment. But first, we get started with some of the confusion that people have about what's going on in the ethanol industry relative to the price they're paying at the pump. Roland gives us a little bit of an update on what the year's been like and how ethanol's been performing as far as the bottom line.
6: Well, uh, Pam, actually, this whole year has been good in the ethanol side, in particular in the CETA here for Marquis Energy. Um, with the higher oil prices, typically it leads to better margins for our fuel business. And so it hasn't been a struggle in that regard, even with the higher corn prices. And the big, good thing for us here, our source of sourceability for corn has been really good. We've had a good crop in the state. And so it makes it easier for us to buy corn. So those two things together have made it really a good balance for Marquess Energy here in the CETA.
5: Mm-hmm. You know, I want to remind people, though, it wasn't that way during the pandemic when everybody was basically staying home, not going anywhere. I'm sure Marquess, just like many other Wisconsin ethanol plants, had to really pay attention to how much are we going to make and where is it going to go?
6: That, that's true. Um the, we were blessed in the fact that gasoline prices were high, not that we wanted higher, but the ethanol prices were way lower. So that would encourage the blenders to blend more ethanol in their gasoline because, you know, they for 87-octane gas, it's 10% ethanol. So if that ethanol costs less money for the blenders to put it in, they're going to put in as much as they can. And so that, that's been kind of the savior for the industry um, in this go-around, anyhow, and it's made it. Cheaper for them and cheaper for the consumer at the pump, especially if they go into, like, the unleaded 88 market, which is 15% ethanol. you are saving at the pump even more and still getting all the benefits of the ethanol blend.
5: So we have been seeing headlines about how gas prices have started to recede since the 4th of July weekend. Can the ethanol industry and, and maybe the idea that the blenders are accepting more ethanol take part of the credit for that, Roland?
6: Yeah, that's fair to say. Um, Sometimes the opposite is true, though. You know, when ethanol is trading higher than gasoline and they don't want to blend as much, and that's when marginals get upside down for our industry. Um, But last year and this year have been kind of the opposite, so it's been really good. And then there's also the export market for the fuel. Um, In this country, we're pretty much up to the mandate. We're blending 10% or more ethanol in all fuel, but worldwide that ratio is only maybe 2%. So there's a lot of room to expand our, our industry throughout the world.
5: And is that uh, market, is it growing quick enough? Uh, do you have to only rely on domestic? How is that international opportunity going in your in your area, Roland?
6: Uh, so far, so good. We've never had to back off production um, because of lack of customers. What it's really been coming down to is lack of freight. Uh, We do truck a lot of uh, fuel out of here, and we also rail it out. And the turnaround on the rail side in particular has been really slow. So that hampers some of those opportunities when that market is stronger for us. And We have to rely more on the truck traffic, and sometimes that market isn't as profitable. Um, But you have to keep the product moving as the plants run 24-7. You can't just shut them off and turn them on just like a water faucet.
5: What, how about capacity for Marquess? How are you guys doing? Uh, is, are you at full capacity? And sometimes capacity is not just about the building. It's about the, the employees.
6: Yeah, so as far as the production side, uh, we are producing roughly 100 million gallons of, of fuel a year. And so it takes a lot of, a lot of the inputs, the corn in particular. And that's my role. Um, on the employee side, it's a challenge. It seems like we're always looking for one or two more people. In kind of the same way now, what we are, I'll say we're fully staffed, you know, 95%, which gets by, puts a little strain on a few of the people if they've got to do some overtime or double time. But so far, it's, it's been hard to find good quality help. You know, the ones we do have are excellent employees, and a lot of them have been here a lot of years, and hopefully they'll be here for many more.
5: Right. Yeah. Everybody's always looking. Roland Ko- Koenig along with us, commodities manager for, for Marquis Energy out of Nasita, talking about Wisconsin's ethanol industry. Now let me switch to your commodities side of things, Roland. Any concerns right now? When you take a look at your Wisconsin corn crop, which I'm assuming is your, your fi- primary primary uh, source for your ethanol, we got Late with spring planting, there's some concerns about the overall quality of the crop. What do you see? What are you thinking through?
6: Yeah, you're right on there, uh, Pam, with the later planted crop. Um, it was going to push our harvest out here. The earliest corn we're going to see maybe is last half October, where typically we'll see some new crop, limited new crop corn in September. Um, we may see a little of that from our southern draw territory, Usually that time period between the old crop and the new crop, which for us is September, October, it's always a tough uh, struggle because there's not enough old corn left. This year is going to be more of an imbalance that way. And in the past, we've been able to reach out into maybe Minnesota during that time to grab some corn, but those values are pretty high right now. So we're not sure where we're going to source the corn from just yet. Uh, We have the opportunity to rail some in, but that's usually the most expensive corn, and we try and shy away from that. But with that, this heat wave is coming on now, and most of the guys have decent moisture. It might accelerate some of the maturity on that corn, and we might not be as late as we thought here a month ago as we might be in a week from now.
5: Sure, sure. Now, uh, what are the ideals for farmers that have never been able to work with an ethanol plant? What do you guys look for as far as test weight, protein? There have been hybrids built just for ethanol production. What do you like to see crossing your scales?
6: Um, basically, we want a corn It's in good quality. Our moisture cutoff here is 17%, so obviously anybody has corn in the bin this time of year, it should be 17% or less. Uh, good heavy corn is nice. The average corn in this year has been from last year's crop is probably one of the heaviest on record is about 57 pounds which is probably two or three pounds heavier than normal as far as that effect on the ethanol production is not as significant as is the having the drier corn you know we can't store any wet corn as far as that goes um the guys have been doing a good job keeping their corn in condition in the bins um, we don't want to reject any loads, so but I have to say 99% of the guys are doing a great job, so we haven't really had any concerns in the 15 years that we've been here.
5: That's excellent. That's excellent. Now, Roland, what about any, uh, say, secondary markets that uh, Marquess might be looking at? Do you have any other byproducts that are being generated at your Nesita plant, aside from ethanol, that you've got to kind of keep an eye on, too?
6: Absolutely. That kind of buffers the the tough times when the ethanol market isn't so great. We also have uh, uh, dry distiller's grains with solubles, so that's uh, high-protein feed. It's leftover mash that's been dried from the corn. Typically, corn is around 8% protein, and once we dry that distiller's after the fermentation is done, now we're talking about a 35% protein feed on a daily basis, about 600 tons of material that we're making.
5: Yeah, right, and that's obviously been one of the major staples from the ethanol industry. Talk to me a little bit about where we're going from here then, Roland. You mentioned that uh, Marquis is uh, kind of a privately owned company producing ethanol here in the state of Wisconsin. Do they look at improving volume? Do they look at adding another uh, byproduct to uh, the uh, menu of products that you're trying to work with there, Nasita? What are they looking at down the road?
6: Yeah, so... Along with that, we also are extruding uh, corn oil from the process as well. And uh, currently most of that product is going into the, uh, the biodiesel side of things. And that's, that's been another blessing for us. And that market's really been hot lately. It's probably tripled in price in the last couple of years. As far as our production capacity, um, this plant is originally designed to produce about 50 million gallons of ethanol a year. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, we're doing about 100 million gallons. So we've already doubled in size. In slower increments, we can do that. But it, a lot of regulation is involved with the EPA and the DNR in terms of what we're allowed to do. So we have to take in small steps. And, and every few years, we take that next step. And I mm-hmm. assume we'll be stepping it up a notch again here in the, in the near future.
5: Do you encourage growers to have a conversation with you before the combines start to roll? Roland, I don't know if there's a whole lot that can be concluded, but are you still looking for contracts this fall, uh, open to new customers that way? What uh, What's going to be happening for you between now and when the dust really starts to fly, October, November, we hope?
6: Yeah, yeah, we're always looking for new uh, customers Air Pam, and we're blessed with having a lot of good growers in the state here. Of course, there's competition around. We've got a competition to the north and down to the southeast, And so we bump up against some of those customers at different times. um,
2: And that was Pam and Roland. A lot of good information about the ethanol products going around and planning for the future. We're going to do a little bit of chores and then we're going to be rolling over to Travis from Premier Livestock. And now we get to hear from Premier Livestock. And Travis, what's going on at the markets?
3: Well, good morning, everybody. This is where way the livestock kind of started out yesterday here at Premier Livestock. A little more active market on the, on the market cattle this week starting off on Monday. The high yielding cows yesterday did trade pretty much from 84 to 92. We did top at $98. Most of the market cows though trading from 65 to 84 and then lower yielding thinner planter cows all trading from 64 and down. Certified organic cows yesterday. More active also on uh, the high yielding cows, 86 up to 115. We did tap uh, at 125. The uh, lower yielding cows, 85 and down. Um Fat cattle market yesterday, the high end choice prime Holstein steers mostly traded from 125 to 134. We did top at 138 with our choice uh, beef steers and heifers yesterday uh, uh, trading from 125 up to 138 also, and the low end choice select uh, beef steers and heifers 124 and down. Dairy beef uh, cross steers 121 to 138, and the underfinished and mixed grain cattle 109 and down. Bull market remains pretty steady 93 to 118 on the top uh, bull yesterday. Plainer quality bulls, 92 and down. Baby calf market remains on a slightly weaker market. Most of them bull calves yesterday, and the Holstein calves, 90 pounds and up, traded from $70, 145 per head. Holstein heifer calves, weaker market again, also uh, 10 again this week so far. Beef calves, though, remain productive, um, 150 up to $355, uh, big break. These calves is a ninety pounds and bigger. Um the one uh one fifty up to three fifty five on the bigger calves. Light and off quality calves uh twenty dollars per head and down. Uh, looking ahead for today, we do start off uh, this morning here at 11 o'clock with our bred beef cows and breeding bulls starting at 11 o'clock. Get into the feeder cattle portion of the sale, uh, special sale today. So if you have cattle to bring in, just bring them in this morning. If you have bred cows uh, that need to get vet checked, uh, we need to have them there for sure by 9.30. Um, the vets will be uh, checking them cows and then heading out of there. So uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, 9.30 hay sale, 11 o'clock dairy sale. And Thursday, uh, we start off with sheep and goats at 11 and uh, baby calves about noon and then we get out of the market cattle at one thirty on Thursday. Just a reminder, we do have a machinery sale coming up on August 26th. If you have any machinery, please get it in there. The lot is starting to fill up pretty fast again, and I'm sure that we'll be cutting that, uh, that sale off again because uh, we'll just have too much to get in the lot. So if you please get it in there as soon as you can. Other than that, the market was pretty good yesterday, uh, and uh, we'll turn her back to you.
2: Well, thank you, Travis. And I want to mention that before you started talking on air, we were talking a little bit about your routine, and you said you're always up and hearing us in the morning.
3: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Usually, usually by by five or a little after, I'm up and uh, leaving home by about five thirty.
2: So you're um, really on the road. This isn't just a little bump in your schedule, right?
3: Just a little bump.
2: <laughs> All righty. Well, that. All right. Thank you very much. And that was Travis Parr from Premier Livestock in Withy. We're going to do... Why don't we slide on over and see if Derek has made it in from outside?
1: Derek has made it in from inside. How are you? Or outside, rather. Excuse me. How are you, Jill?
2: I am fabulous. How about you?
1: Oh, not too bad. I am enjoying the weather this morning, that's for sure.
2: Well, enjoy it this morning because later on it might get a little rough.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. With increasing southerly flow, that's going to bring those temperatures up quite a bit above average later on this afternoon. We are expecting highs into the lower 90s, increasing humidity also. And those winds could gust up to 30 miles per hour. Otherwise, we are going to see lots of sunshine going throughout our Tuesday as for tonight a cold front is going to swing in from the west that could produce just isolated chances of Of showers and storms, lows only drop to the mid-70s. We'll be muggy out there once again. And then heading into tomorrow morning, we'll see a chance of some lingering showers and storms before things do look to clear up for the afternoon hours. Those high temperatures back at around that 90-degree mark. And finally, for your Thursday, much better weather. High temperatures only into the lower 80s. Lots of blue skies and sunshine expected across the area. Right now in Eau Claire, it's currently 64 degrees. I'm Sky 13 meteorologist Derek Dahlman. So are you on all week? Uh, at least through tomorrow tentatively that might change, but for now I do know I'm at least here tomorrow. Well, you're just
2: putting in the, kind of a little bit of adjustment to go from your afternoon to your morning schedule, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. I will say the coffee has helped tremendously. <laughs>
2: <laughs> coffee is always good when you're getting up at our hours. Oh, yeah, for sure. All righty. You have a great day. Yep. You too, Jill. Thanks. And that was Derek Dolman from TV 13. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors is the area's has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at markwartmotors.com or on the lot. We're going to do a few more chores and then we're going to be hearing from Morgan.
0: For those who work in acres not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And now it's time to hear from Morgan McCarthy
7: and our morning news. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's a claim of self-defense with the man charged of killing a teenager and wounding four others in a weekend stabbing in the Apple River. Prosecutors in St. Croix filed charges yesterday against 52-year-old Nikolai Mew from Pryor Lake. Investigators say he told them he was looking for his friend's cell phone Saturday when a group of young people confronted him, then slapped and pushed him. Witnesses say Mew was acting sketchy and slapped a young woman before punches were thrown. Police say Mew then started sl- Slashing and stabbing. One victim died. Others required hospital treatment. Mew is now looking at homicide charges and being held on a million dollars bond. Looking at other headlines across the state, where to put the money? Well, Wisconsin is looking to spend a big chunk of its opioid settlement money on new buildings. The state Department of Health Services yesterday unveiled its plan to spend thirty-one million dollars from the national opioid settlement. The biggest chunk, about eleven million of that, is earmarked for two or three capital projects. Another six million, that's been. Direct- Directed towards states, tribes, and DHS is looking to spend three and a half million on treatment and rehab. Wisconsin lawmakers have yet to sign off on that proposal. When it comes to the political stage, it seems like the ballot might be set for November. With seven one five newsroom coverage, John Demaster has more about Barnes and some recent money raised.
3: John Mandela Barnes yesterday reported raising just over a million dollars in campaign contributions in one week. Barnes isn't saying just where the money came from or how many donors kicked in. Barnes has essentially gifted the Democratic primary last week when both Alex Lastry and Sarah Godlewski dropped out of the race. Barnes is headed for a November matchup with Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson.
1: There's
7: been a lot of clucking going on and now you can plan your menu at Chick-fil-A. That will be flying into our area. It's a green light on the city's plan. Commission did approve the proposal for a new Chick-fil-A. You can plan on seeing that pop up near the Oakwood Mall area. If you're looking for plans in the kiddos tonight, Carson Park has those for you. It's National Night Out. It's been happening for quite a few years. Always a popular event and chance for neighbors to meet neighbors, police officers to connect with the community, and you can head down to Carson there'll be food music games for the kiddos that starts about 5 30 tonight but before a national night out we have morning chores to do in the barn and we send it back to Joe Welke with Midwest Farm Show we're live local and right along with you on wax 104.5
2: thanks Morgan for that update there are quite a few fairs getting started around the area this week Jackson County Fair is in Black River Falls Wisconsin Valley Fair in Wausau the Wisconsin State Fair starts on the fourth, and Buffalo County Fair in Mondovi is getting started this week, and they will run through the weekend. With the exception of the Wisconsin State Fair that starts on the fourth and it runs through the fourteenth, we're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from some of our equities.
0: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: It's 16 minutes before 6 o'clock, 64 degrees out there, and it is time to hear from Hut Eamon and Sparta Equity.
8: Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef steers, and heifers, 146 to 154. The choice and select beef steers, and heifers, 135 to 145. The dairy cross steers, 132 to 144. The high yielding choice Holstein steers, 132 to 140 with the top of 141.75. The choice and select Holstein steers, 121 to 131. And the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers, 120 and down. Cow market steady today with the highland cows, 86 to 95 at the top of 108.50. The cutters and utilities, 70 to 85. And the low yielding and canner cows, 69 and down organic market today with the results from the august 1st auction with most organic cows bringing $1.11 at a dollar 11 to 126 the thin and small organic cows 90 to 110 and the organic steers and heifers 120 to 130 bull market steady with most bulls bringing 98 to 113 and the thin full and bulls over a ton discount at 97 and down Calves stay sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 80 to 130. The quality Holstein heifer calves, 30 to a dollar. The quality beef calves, 225 to 325. And The light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, August 3rd, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut, Eamon at Equity Livestock. in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And we are lucky enough to have Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity in Stratford with us this morning. We're talking a little bit about the markets a little bit and you asked if I'd weaned some calves and I actually have weaned a few of them with the cows that that were slated to go to market. So they are doing well in eating grain, but when I do a smaller group like that, it usually works out a little bit better if they're a little smaller anyway, so.
4: Yeah, Jill, good morning, and, well, there's not quite as much noise either if you're eating 30 at a time.
2: Oh, yeah, I notice. I notice because my windows stay open and, oof, some days.
4: Yeah, well, anyway, talk about, uh, uh, we'll have to uh, have kind of a warm day on tap today, so, uh, well, anyway, it's a nice morning, though, beautiful day.
2: Definitely a beautiful morning. What's been happening over there in Stratford?
4: Well, I suppose I better tell the folks about that, and I'll do that. Joe. I thank you, and a very very good morning to everyone. I'm coming from uh, yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. On the uh, cow market now, these are conventional-type market cows. A fully steady trend on the cows yesterday, maybe a little bit stronger at the top end. Higher-yielding uh, Holstein cows yesterday, selling mostly from 75 to eighty-nine. And we did top yesterday in the cow market at 92. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction were selling from uh, 58 to 74. And your thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 58. On the bull trade, better quality bulls are selling mostly from 94 to 108. Lighter bulls, 90 and back. And we'll have an update on the fed cattle trade. We saw most of our fed cattle on Wednesday, so we'll have an update that later in the week. The organic market also, I'll update those up. we'll update that tomorrow as we sell those today. And on the calf market now... Uh, replacement Holstein bulk calves mostly steady with the last week's lower market. Uh, still a weak undertone on the Holstein bulk calves, and most of the better quality bulk calves, weighing 9,230 pounds are selling from 70 to 140 with a top at 150. Very limited demand on the heifer calves yesterday, 35 and below. Beef calves, however, very strong trade yesterday, 175 to 375. We did top at three ninety five on those quality beef calves. We are a Tuesday of course here at Equity Stratford and we got a busy Tuesday on dock here. We start first of all this morning at 10 o'clock and bedding auction, and we do have a very good selection of for you folks. So we have large squares uh, and also small squares, so a good selection of both large squares of A and also small squares. So again, that'll be at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. We move to the dairy auction today. Uh, nice ca- uh, nice consignments of cattle for the dairy sale, including that uh, we do have uh, quite a few spring and Holstein heifers for the sale today. Again, that will be at 11 o'clock. We also, like I said, sell organic market cows today, and conventional market cows that will follow the dairy auction. And don't forget tomorrow uh, uh, here at Equity Stratford special bred beef cow sale and be, uh, breeding bulls also. That'll be a noontime start. We start the rest of the auction at ten. But uh, we got very good selection of bred beef cows. We got a lot of cow calf pairs tomorrow. So if you're in the beef business or you want to get in the beef business, uh, tomorrow will be a good opportunity uh, to uh, to buy some cows, uh, beef cows. And we also have some late calves. We have some cows that are going to be due here in September if you want to uh, buy those. So, again, nice selection of cattle for that sale tomorrow. That will be at a new time start tomorrow at Equity Stratford. And uh, you guys were talking some really warm temperatures. Probably a good idea to folks if you're marketing livestock today. Get them on the road early. We'll get them sold before it gets oily really warm 80, how much this afternoon, Jill? 91. Oh. Well, it's, it's still summer, and thank goodness for that. Like you said, a lot of fairs going on. So we're just we're just very busy all this time of the year. So, Jill, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning, and you enjoy the day.
2: Absolutely. You as well. Oh. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford.
4: We're going to do a few more
2: chores, and then we're going to take a look at some markets. And it's time to take one final look at our markets. Chicago Board of Trade corn is December corn is at six oh two, down seven and a half cents. With oats, December oats at four twenty nine, down five cents. So, November soybeans are at thirteen ninety two, down thirteen cents. With December wheat. At eight fifty-seven, down sixteen cents. Our country elevator prices: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location, is at six hundred three for corn and fourteen twenty-nine for soybeans. Doomer's grain of Holman is at six twenty and fifteen oh four. Golden Pump Arcadia is at six twenty-five with Baldwin at six fifteen and fourteen seventy. Duran's at six oh nine. And 1464 with Mondovi at 620 for corn and 1470 for soybeans. Elmwood's at 620 and 1475. Fall Creek is at 604 and 1445. Oscus at 625 and 1475. Elk Mounds at 615 and 1445 with Sparta at 650 and 1433. Ellsworth's at $5.95 for corn and $14.39 for soybeans. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at $6.54, Stanley's at $6.62, and New Richmond's at $6.57. In our Cheese Markets, barrels are 188 down three-quarters of a cent. Forty pounds blocks are a dollar eighty-four and three quarters down to three and a quarter. And gray double butters at two ninety-eight and three quarters down a quarter with our class three futures for August. up 5 cents. September is 20.50 up 19 cents. And October is 20.92 up 36 cents. And our weather for today is supposed to be 91, windy and hot. Tonight it's supposed to kind of dip down, but not really, down to 74. Tomorrow we're going to be up in 90 degrees with hot and humid weather. And tomorrow night we're only supposed to dip down to 58. But Thursday we're supposed to be 84 and sunny. And our... Weather is brought to you by Wart Motors. Would, they would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees in the surrounding community for making Markwort Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. Got a few more little chores left to do, and then we'll be closing out for today. That's what I have for you. Have a great day. Stay cool. Take care of your pets. It's going to get hot out there. Make sure they have water and shade. And remember... Take care of yourself and take care of each other.
0: You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadak. On demand content at waxradio.com.